All right, time to welcome Philip Malloy, uh, sitting in our Dublin studio. We're, of course, broadcasting from Cork. Philip, welcome to the program. Thank you, George. You were opening up with the Battle of Giants, are you not? The, the, battle, the battle of Giants. Well, it's Batman versus Superman, if that's what you, if you want to call it, the Battle of the Giants. Well, feel free. Yeah, interesting. Just coincidentally, I happened to have a look at uh, George Clooney as Batman. Powerful performance, definitely vastly superior to the kind of criticism leveled at it. And then, of course, all performances of Batman must be uh, measured against the iconic Adam West. Adam West. <laughs> well, I I think you're you're joking there on both counts. But uh, well, uh, Clooney actually repeatedly said that uh, playing Batman, and he only played him once. You know, um, uh, he said it, it almost ruined his career. And uh, I I don't know if Adam West had any career much to ruin. But uh, anyway, you're talking about the Batman series on television in what was it the uh, the mid '60s, wasn't it? '60s. Yeah. Interesting you mentioned Superman because mm. I was reading just recently and I can't remember where I was reading it, but the fellow who played Superman on uh, television was either murdered or died by suicide. Mm. A fellow called George Reeve, I think. That's was right, it? Yeah. yeah. There's a movie yeah. called Hollywood Land, which actually deals with that, deals with that whole oh, issue. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, actually, although a listener does disagree with me, thinks Clooney was a bad Batman. Well, most people do, George. But then, you're, then you're yourself when it comes to these things, you know. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um, anyway, this is it's out today. Um, sorry, it's out Friday, and it's it's uh, it's uh, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. It's called. And uh, it's been it's already been absolutely hammered. I, there's, a, there's a great quote in your paper, The Daily Telegraph this morning, in which he described it as a meat headed, humorless mess that squanders its cast and makes little sense. And uh, I, I don't know if I go that far, but I go pretty close. I think it's dark, witless, a muddle with uh, none of the main characters seemingly fully sort of or properly motivated and uh, a narrative, I think, that clunks along, heavy footed, uninterested in telling a real story. It's all over the place, I have to say. OK. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, ben Affleck is in it. Henry Cavill plays Superman. Amy Adams is back again as Lois Lane. Jesse Eisenberg is Lex, Lex Luthor. Jeremy Irons is in it. He's one of the, the better things in it, I have to say. Very droll. Uh, and Holly Hunter, uh, Holly, we'll have Holly Hunter, who's the Oscar winner for the piano, you may remember. She'll be on the picture show next uh, Saturday night. Well, uh, Harry asks me, what about your favorite Superman? Well, I mean, there's no contest, really. No, um, no, no, no. I mean, he he died tragically after an accident, yeah. of course, which left him paralyzed. Um, he was absolutely magnificent. I thought he, uh, Christopher Reeve, yeah. I thought he, as somebody like me, like my generation, probably yours, Philip, mm. would have been great readers of of. Marvel Comics and all mm. that sort of stuff. Um, he actually epitomized, I thought, the Clark Kent yeah. Superman dichotomy, well, as it were. Yeah, you know? yeah, one of the things about him, and especially in the first two of those, directed by Richard Donner, the first one was a really good uh, movie, and it was very, very droll. He sent, it, he sent the whole role up and the whole idea up and the position that he was in, Clark Kent uh, stroke uh, Superman. Uh, he sent that up very, very well. I thought he was gorgeous. He was a really lovely actor, and he seems to have been a very nice person as well.
Yeah, there is a very poor film in which he is in, uh, which is The Great Escape 2, yes, which is yeah. a made-for-television thing, mm. uh, trying to capture the, the the Germans who shot the escaper. Well, that was one of the many, yeah, that was one of the many things that they shouldn't have sequeled or they shouldn't have followed up on because the first movie was, was, so, was kind of so complete, wasn't it, in itself? Yes. Now, Ina says Lois Lane was the one with Christopher Reeve. Who was Lois Lane with Christopher Reeve? Oh, the Canadian actress. Um, kid, uh, not Kidman. Margot Kidder. Kid, Kidder Margot yeah, Kidder. Margot Kidder, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. Uh, I never liked the women in Superman. I like my I like my superheroes who I don't have a weakness for females. Well, you know no. Well, I I actually I actually like Amy Adams. I think that um, and I'm yeah. not mad, I'm not mad about uh, Henry Cavill, the guy who plays Superman. But I think she uh, she's her own person. She's a a, right. a very kind of distinctive woman. She's a, right. uh, I, 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 you know she comes across as a good sort of professional journalist as well as everything else. All right, the reason I was never a superhero was because I like girls. I think this is a fatal weakness for a superhero. <laughs> um, Jim Carrey, who is an actor I detest. Jim What's Carrey, do you? do you? I all detest. Do you? Yeah. Oh, God, I, did. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I, 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 well, I can't say I detest him at all. In fact, I, I like him in a lot of... I, yeah. Uh, even those, you might they might seem a bit silly, and sometimes he's one of those comics who tended to be self-indulgent from time to time. But yeah, Ace Ventura and things like that, I absolutely loved him in it. I think he's a very, he's a very chaotic sort of comedian. Self-indulgent is the word. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, but uh, but you didn't. Anyway, like he's a movie, has he? No, no, no. I did. Um, he's he, in fact, he's been uh, he's been resting for some time, as far as I know, I'm, I'm aware. But no, I don't think he has a move yet. All right. OK, so uh, the the uh, but on the other hand, Sing Street is out. Is Sing Street any good? No, you say, I, I loved Sing Street, I have to say. Um, the director of Sing Street, uh, John Carney, he has he did once. Uh, and uh, he has this this thing. He has this talent uh, for basically for um, taking uh, um, stories with a sort of musical focus um, and developing them um, into you know well sort of rounded uh, entertainments. And I think that's what he's done here. What we have here with Sing Street is a it's a coming of, coming of age musical um, about this kid. Um, uh, he's 15 years of age. He's played by Ferdio Walsh Pilo, a lovely young actor, and uh, well, he's only become an actor really. And uh, okay. he, he's 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 moved. Uh, his parents move him from one school to another, from a fee-paying school to a Christian Brothers school. And um, at the Christian Brothers school, he sees this girl for the first time, and he falls for her. And he approaches her and asks her. He says he's making a, a pop video. Would she like to be like to be in it? She says she's a model or going to be a model. And would she like to be in it? And she said yes. So what he does, he goes off and forms a band and uh, they start shooting this video and it goes on from there and the relationship develops. And it's it's the, the, the story isn't particularly strong. It gets along on personality and it oozes with personality. Everything about it, um, right. it, it works, I think, in that regard. Now, you have a bit of music. Philip's uh, we have, musical we have a, yeah, choice. Yes, um, our music choice this week is The Ballad of Cat Baloo with Nat King Cole and Stubby Keg. Listen to this. Well, now, friends of London, ear, for you're now about to hear 
the ballad of Cat It's a song that's newly made and Professor Sam the Shade and the Sunrise Kid are singing it for you. Cat Baloo. Cat Baloo. It's a hanging day in Wolf City, Wyoming. Wolf City, Wyoming. 1894. They're gonna drop Cat Baloo through the gas. City, Wyoming, Wolf City, Wyoming, killed a man is true, and that is why we, we've got uh, the uh, the wonderful uh, Nat King Cole, mm. uh, who looked his age in that movie. I well, thought he, he died. I think he he was died. Ill. No, he died a few months after it. He had. Oh, uh, did he? he? he yeah, That's he, interesting. He had, yeah, he had, he had lung cancer. And that was and Sto- Stubby, Stubby K, K with him. It's a hanging day in Wolf City, Wyoming. I think their critic is really funny. Yeah, but Stubby uh, K was absolutely wonderful in Marlon Brando, yeah. Gene Simmons, Frank Sinatra, Guys and Dolls. Mm. He was also great. Now, I really liked him. Um, Cat Baloo itself, of course, uh, made Lee Marvin. It did, it did. It? Yeah, um, it's, it has Jane Fonda, Michael Callan, Dwayne Hickman, and Lee Marvin in the dual role of... Uh, a gunman called Kid Shaleen and his brother Tim St- Tim Strawn and the part was off- I was famously offered to Kirk, Kirk Douglas who turned it down and then uh, Marvin won the best actor uh, Oscar with it beating out Richard Burton Lawrence Olivier and Oscar Werner and uh, up to then he had been doing uh, a, a lot of television he was in the odd John Ford movie like the ballad of uh, uh, like uh, uh, oh, he was in several uh, John Ford mo- movies and, and he was also in the common cheeros but he, uh, he this actually pushed him through to the front ra- front rank he yeah. was paid I think it was something like $30,000 for Cat Baloo and then four years later he did Paint Your Wagon and they paid him a million dollars and uh, they, but one of the things about it, George, is you'll 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 enjoy is the number of sort of great sort of character actors in supporting roles. J.C. Flippin, Bruce Cabot, John Marley. John Marley played um, the father in Love Story. Uh, Reginald Denny and the wonderful member Arthur Honeycutt. Arthur Honeycutt. He plays this ancient version of Butch Cassidy in it. So uh, anyway, that's yeah. uh, that's good. No, a I the opening Catalina. sequence where you see Lee Marvin for the first t- time. Or himself and the horse so yes. fast asleep yeah. up against the wall. Well, one, of the, the, one of the things he battles. said, yeah, one of the things he said, the, the two of them were drunk, the horse is drunk and he's supposed to be drunk as well. He's in a kind of a, a, a dirty buckskin outfit. And when he got the Oscar, he, he said, half of this should go to a horse out in the valley. <laughs> <laughs> now so. you're also, you picked a music, but you're, going to pull a movie off the shelf. Yeah. Well, this week it's it's Khartoum and I think it's a well under-regarded uh, period epic. It's from 1966 and it was directed by an English director called Basil Dearden and it stars Charlton Heston, Richard Johnson, who died quite recently, and Lawrence Olivier. And it's the story of this much kind of decorated British soldier who was sent by the Prime Minister who was Gladstone at the time and uh, to the Sudanese capital Khartoum in 18 1883 to protect it from this religious fanatic, a fellow called the Mahdi. 
Mahdi. And uh, Gladstone wanted the Mahdi stopped, but um, he, he couldn't agree to send an army into the Sudan. And instead, then he turned to this guy, Gordon. They called him Chinese Gordon. And they, the idea was that he would use his reputation, his connections and his military talents to cobble together some kind of resistance to the Mahdi. Um, when Khartoum was first released, some people were really, including, I think, Lars Olivier, they seemed, they seemed almost shocked at the idea of Heston playing this kind of comp complicated man but I think he really and I looked at this again last night he really carried it off with a mixture of kind of character performance and star turn and uh, I think it still looks splendid right from the beginning there's a gorgeous voiceover a lovely narration at the beginning and at the end and um, uh, from that onwards it's stylish it's credible and I think it's expert expertly paced uh, I, I enjoyed it, I yeah. must say. I really did. Um, the, of course, the great thing was Khartoum falls to the Mahdi. No, it does. And then, and then whatever number of years or months later is relieved by Kitchener. Yeah, it's two days it. later. Two days later. Who oh, is it? Yeah, two oh, days really? later. Yeah. And, oh, right. and uh, the Mahdi actually died several months after. And nobody, uh, they say, actually, they don't know what happened, why, how he died. But he died several. And he was an, uh, he, he, it was a really good performance. He's only in about three sort of extended scenes, uh, Lawrence Olivier. But he's very, very good in it. Uh, talking about he was sent by the Prophet Muhammad. Uh, to uh, to pray um, in all these these churches in different countries, and that, by that he means uh, he's going to take over these countries. Now I have to tell you, mm. um, there is one episode to go, and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. Mm. Of the Night Manager, I've seen all four episodes so far. One to go. It is very good. Yeah. This guy Huddleston, I can see. Why they see him as a bond? Yeah, well, I've I've been raving He's about. He's very good. Yeah, I've been uh, raving about this guy for ages. And, and yeah, I, I, and then John Laurie, um, is surprisingly good as the villain. Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. Yeah, yeah. John Laurie was. Uh, <laughs> he, he, was in, he was in Dad's <laughs> Army. Yeah. You're mixing him up with doomed. the old guy. The old guy in Dad's Army. That's right. Doomed. Yeah, doomed. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, Laurie is very good. Uh, he 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 really plays the villain. Sort of doesn't do the kind of. Um, you know, uh, excessive villain, no, but he, no. he, there's a real. They're always the best, there. George. They're always the best kind of villains, you know. Yeah. I don't like the girl in it. She's not my kind of dame uh, at all. And uh, she doesn't do a lot. She, she's just there as kind of decoration. And anyway, the, st the story is that the BBC is saying that it's preparing the ground for a sequel. This, oh, uh, yeah, preparing the ground great. for a sequel. Yeah. Uh, uh, two of John Le Carre's sons, they have this uh, company called the, this production company called the Ink Factory and they say that they're in advanced talks with the uh, the BBC about a, a, a sequel and um, as, as you've just said um, the, the, the thing the, the, the current um, series ends on Sunday night uh, it starred Hiddleston and Hugh Laurie and uh, the first episode of it I haven't got up to date figures but I know that the first episode of it attracted 8.3 million viewers now in this day and age that's a very very good um, audience it, it also says a huge amount about Le Carre I think yeah. you know yeah. uh, I mean I'm sure there are fans of Huddleston or Laurie or whatever but, but Le Carre has stuff on television the adaptations have been brilliant well we've said that again again and again before that he that television has served him better generally served him better than the cinema 
Yes. You know, oh, smi- far and away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Smiley's people and all of those. Part of the reason is, I think, that television, you see, can do six episodes mm. or whatever, whereas, whereas the cinema is trying to pack it in two hours. And uh, like Harry's characters are far too complicated mm. to, to and the plot lines to cram into two hours. Yeah, well, one of the sons was asked uh, why they decided to do it in six parts. And he said, he said, that's what you're, you're the reason that you cited there that you just couldn't stick it into two hours, you know. Uh, you just couldn't fit it into two hours, and uh, it's worked. Uh, I, I have to say, I'm delighted that um, that yeah, the BBC in particular seems to be getting back to that old Sunday night situation, whereby they they can put up, um, you know, that they, they're filling the sort of the main slots, than the nine to ten slot or the nine to half ten slot, and. Um, uh, well, I was, yeah, I was worried that they were seeding the sort of position yeah. to ITV yeah. drama. Uh, and it's great to see them and, back but, on top. Yeah, but they're, yeah, but they're, and they're, so go, well. yeah, and they're going up against each other. Last, up to last weekend, um, uh, ITV had a three part series, again, a period series called Dr. Thorne. And that was the same kind of thing. So it's it's great if they're competing with each other. Um, right. and, and, the, the BBC in particular seems to be doing well. The IFI, classic science fiction? Yeah, well, they're, they're um, from, uh, what is it, the 5th or 6th of April. Um, they're, they're starting this uh, uh, classic sci- um, uh, science fiction series. And the idea is, I think they're showing 10 movies. And the idea is that uh, these would be introduced by people with a science background. These would be introduced by people who know their science. Yeah, it's running from the 6th of April to the 27th. And it includes uh, movies like, uh, I don't know if you remember, a small sort of uh, Val Guest movie from 61 called The Day the Earth Caught Fire. Uh, then Kubrick's 2001, needless to say. Silent Running with Bruce Dern, which I really like. And um, Richard Fleischer's Silent Green. Silent Green, again with Charlton Heston. Um, it's a movie that over the years has increased its um, its position. I, I yeah. yeah, I thought Silent Green was brilliant. Yeah. Edward G. Robinson yeah. was. It was his last, his, his last movie. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. And and then Fantastic Voyage is in it as well, and uh, a little George Lucas film called THX one one three eight. So anyway, there's a total of uh, ten movies in this series. Runs from the sixth to the twenty seventh at the IFI, and as I said. Each of the movies are being introduced and discussed with people who have a science okay. background. Can I ask you about Fantastic Voyage? Yeah. Is this the one where they miniaturized people right. and sent them into somebody's body or something? That, that's, right, that's right. That's right. That a, was a, very good. Yeah, yeah. The, at, at the time, you were talking about mid-60s there. And uh, and if you look at it now, I have it at home. And actually, actually there's, there's very good um, uh, extras uh, on the DVD version of it, on the Blu-ray version of it. But um, if you look at it now, they, they, all the effects and th- what we have is this team of doctors who are going uh, through his body, through his bloodstream, up to his uh, up to his head, where the idea is that they would melt this uh, this this tumor or whatever it is that's killing him. And uh, all kinds of nice people are in it. Arthur Kennedy is in it. Um, Stephen Boyd is in it. And of course, Rackle Welch is in it. So uh, oh, maybe that's why I like that's, it. That's why I was I was waiting for you to get to that. Yeah. 
Well, the, apparently there's a remake of uh, yeah. Fantastic Voyage yeah. called Inner Space, according to Bertie. Dennis Quaid, Meg Ryan, and uh, well, it's, somebody else. No, it's, it, that's more a comedy. It's certainly not. I certain, yeah, I certainly wouldn't say it was a remake. Uh, it does. Okay. It does. It, the, bla- the basic plot is is the same, but it's more much more of a comedy. Martin Short is in it, and. Um, uh, right. With Dennis Quaid. Did you say to me a couple of weeks ago that Poldark was coming back? Did you? That Pol- Poldark is is the Poldark is back. I mean, they've done a full one full series. I think it was eight episodes, and uh, now they've completed. Um, I think it was last Friday week. In fact, they completed the second series, and uh, it again stars this Irish actor, a Dublin actor called Aidan Turner. And there was a lot of talk um, um, at that time when it was finishing a couple of weeks ago. There was a lot of talk about him going off to Hollywood to do what? To test for Bond. <laughs> to take. Right. He's, he's another one. He's. Uh, He's a heartthrob, this this young this guy. And uh, well, that's interesting because Lars' old lady uh, is mad keen on him, and and she can't wait for Paul Dark to come back. No, there you go. Who's that? Larry, he's a great listener. Oh, I see. And uh, uh, the new, the, um, uh, it won't be broadcast, I gather, until later in the year, the second series. But there's 10 episodes in it. And um, I gather it's, 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 there's meeting, there's eating and drinking in it. There's Is there somebody I should remember from the original Poldark series? No. Robin Ellis was the, the main character. No. You remember no, him? This mean anything to me, no. No, no, no. I don't think I watched it, to be honest, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, listen, you were talking about um, the the picture show. Anybody interesting on on Saturday? Well, well okay, as I said, we have... six ha- o'clock. Yeah, as I said, we have Holly Hunter, and she won the Oscar for The Piano in uh, 1993. And she's a superb actress. Uh, she's in one, one one of what I consider to be the the greatest comedies of all time, which is uh, Coen Brothers Raising Arizona. She's in that. And we'll have her on. And Morgan O'Sullivan, you, I don't know if you um, noticed it or not, but Morgan O'Sullivan's series Vikings has been renewed for a fifth season. And with the fourth season, they extended it from 13 episodes to 20 episodes. And now with the fifth season, they're, sh- they're shooting 20 episodes. Now, as you know, um, Morgan has, has done these TV series in Ireland for years and years and years and in this case I think this is the most successful thing he's done so he'll be on um, with us as well on uh, on Saturday Well that's really interesting because like if there was an honours list in Ireland it'd be Sir Morgan O'Sullivan for contribution to cinema in Ireland I mean the number of people who have had jobs and incomes yeah. because of Morgan O'Sullivan would be enormous I'll ask him for some figures on that uh, I, I'm doing the interview yes. on Friday but I'll, I'll ask him for some figures on that how many you know how many have they employed and that kind of thing because it'd be well, very you interesting see, yeah, it's quite interesting. When do you think Morgan went over to Hawaii Five O to talk to uh, Michael O'Hurley, mm. who, was, who had done a lot of the Hawaii Five O series, the original one, and then Morgan had this idea of of, of making Ireland a kind of cinema type capital. Mm. And you might remember he had that movie with Rod Taylor did, uh, yeah. and a few others. Like, yeah. and everybody was kind of saying, ah, no, no, no. But I tell you, he really has pulled it off. It's a credit yeah. uh, to his 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 well, uh, one, one, stickability. Yeah, one um, one of the, the the program slots that he had was it late at night. I know he did, he did a mid morning program as well at one stage. But what he wanted he used to do is he'd actually get these stars 
stars through his various connections. He'd get these stars, James Garner and people like that, and interview them on the radio. And he made yeah. connections. He made eventually he started going to Hollywood and he made connections yeah. like that. And as you say, Michael O'Hurley, he was Dan O'Hurley, his brother. Um, he was mainly a, t- a television director. He uh, he became great friends with him. Flight of the Innocent was the movie you were Flight, thinking. Correct, yeah. yeah, yeah. But but Michael Early interestingly emigrated to America um, uh, by the expedient of uh, sailing a yacht to America. That's he sa- how he got there. He, he sailed a yacht to America. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Yeah, he was a keen sailor, and that's how he got there. Um, the uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal in The Honourable Woman, Damien said, was a great series. Ex- excellent, yeah, excellent. Yeah. yeah, I was cribbing about the woman in The Night Manager. Aoife says, I assume George is referring to the <laughs> brilliant BAFTA-winning Olivia Colman. She acts Huddleston and Laurie off the screen. No, well, she's a very fine actress now. She's a very, very fine actress. Yeah, but you know me and women, I don't yes. really worry about their acting abilities. <laughs> Yeah, the but long good Friday is on this Friday evening. Oh, apparently. is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. Well, that's it's a good. Again, it's a movie that's sort of lasted over the years. Elliot I mean, Gould is it? Is that the one? The, the long good Friday. Yeah, Elliot Gould. He, 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 um, he it's an, a Robert Altman picture, and and uh, they had that Swedish. Singer, Anita she had a, not, I was going to say Anita Ekberg. No, she was no, in. A, she was in a, a a duo, wasn't she? She was in a. Um, she had a one-hit wonder, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, and any chance of a Superman, Batman movie reviewer? Have you missed it? You have. It's no good, uh, so you don't need to know anymore. But yeah. if you tune into the picture show on Saturday night at six o'clock, you'll get extended reviews of yeah. the movies and you, and by he'll, the and inimitable he, Philip Malloy. And he'll also be able to listen to Holly Hunter, who's in it. She plays a senator in it. All right, yeah. and Morgan O'Sullivan. And Morgan O'Sullivan. So there you go. And uh, yeah. by the by the way, if there's a, there's a uh, we referred to it over the last couple of weeks, um, a movie, an animated feature called Zootropolis, uh, yes. which is out from Disney, and it's it's very 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 good. We were talking about how these movies come out at this time of the year. It's well written. It's beautifully animated, I think, and it's energetically performed, and uh, I recommend it highly. Zootropolis. All right. Well, a recommendation from Philip Malloy will probably put it to the top of the charts and make it a million dollar movie. Well, uh, every Tuesday here, uh, or even on Wednesdays, it's better. Mm -hmm. You'll get Philip Malloy here with the uh, um, movies.